Hello, gardeners, farmers, compost enthusiasts, and growers. Welcome to The Healthy Garden, the show where soil is important and growing a healthier world is job one. Hello, diggers of dirt. Welcome to episode number 21, Garden Visualization. Here we are in the first week of a new decade, and I am feeling pumped. I am visualizing an amazing 2020 and beyond. I checked out my pals at Merriam-Webster, and here's what I got in terms of visualize. It's a transitive verb. It means to see or form a mental image, envisage, which means to view or regard in a certain way, or to have a mental picture of especially in advance of realization. In today's episode, we are going to use our mind and our mind's eye, and more importantly, our heart, to design and create and set forth the garden of our dreams. I wanted to let you guys know, it always seems like I'm reaching out to Miriam Webster. It's not a person, okay? In 1828, George and Charles Miriam founded the company G&C Miriam Company in Springfield, Massachusetts, the home of basketball. In 1843, after Noah Webster died, the company bought the rights to an American dictionary of the English language from Webster's estate. And that began the story of Miriam Webster. Hi, it's Norma, biological farmer and producer of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Did you know that the best way to heal our gut is by feeding it a diversity of fruits, veggies, and whole grains? Each of those different types of food contains on them different types of microbes, and that's what our gut needs, a diversity. It's like our soil. The more diversity of microbes in our soil the better our soil is to grow food or anything else. So we need to maximize the food diversity that we grow on our properties, which means growing food on as much space as possible. Do you have a planter that's been growing plants that you don't care for? Replace it with food. Do you have a part of a lawn that never grows grass? Replace that area with food. Do you have containers that are stacked up inside each other, tucked away in the garage? Pull them out, add a true organic potting soil in them, and start some veggie starts into them. All of our guts need it now more than ever. Mm -hmm. 
We see things when we need to see them. We change when we finally need to change. Men and women are creatures of habit. We usually only create new visions, clean up our health, seek to learn when the old has got to go. As my Graham used to say, where there's a will, there's a way. And that could not be more appropriate than the growing food explosion that happened a hundred years ago. During World War I, a severe food crisis emerged in Europe as agricultural workers were recruited into military service and farms were transformed into battlefields. As a result, the burden of feeding millions of starving people fell to the United States. In March of 1917, just weeks before the United States entered the war, Charles Lathrop Pack organized the National War Garden Commission to encourage Americans to contribute to the war effort by planting, fertilizing, harvesting, and storing their own fruits and vegetables so that more food could be exported to our allies. Citizens were urged to utilize all idle land that was not already engaged in agricultural production, including school and company grounds, parks, backyards, or any available vacant lots. Promoted through propaganda posters advocating that civilians sow the seeds of victory. Sow the seeds of victory. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about the new victory. But by planting their own vegetables, the War Garden Movement, as it was originally known, was spread by word of mouth through numerous women's clubs, civic associations, and chambers of commerce, which actively encouraged participation in the campaign. Amateur gardeners were provided with instruction and were offered suggestions on the best crops to plant, along with tips on preventing disease and insect infestations. In addition to the appeal to the men and women, the Federal Bureau of Education initiated a U.S. school garden army. That's rad. To mobilize children to enlist as soldiers of the soil. I'm a soldier of the soil. I'm a soldier of the soil. As a result of these combined efforts, three million new garden plots were planted in 1917 and more than 5.2 million were cultivated in 1918, which generated an estimated 1.45 million quarts of canned fruits and vegetables. By the end of World War I, the campaign promoting home gardens, which by then were referred to as victory gardens, had dropped off, but many people continued to maintain them. Shortly after the United States was drawn into the Second World War, Victory Gardens began to reemerge. Come back. Once again, commercial crops were diverted to the military overseas while transportation was redirected towards moving troops and munitions instead of food. With the introduction of food rationing in the United States in the spring of 1942, Americans had an even greater incentive to grow their own fruits and vegetables in whichever locations they could find. Small flower boxes, apartment rooftops, hear that guys, rooftop gardens, backyards, or deserted lots of any size. Amid protests from the Department of Agriculture, Eleanor Roosevelt even planted a victory garden on the White House lawn. <laughs> Go Eleanor! Throughout the World Wars, the victory garden campaign served as a successful means of boosting morale. 
expressing patriotism, safeguarding against food shortages on the home front, and easing the burden on the commercial farmers, working arduously to feed troops and civilians overseas. In 1942, roughly 15 million families had planted victory gardens. By 1944, an estimated 20 million victory gardens produced roughly 8 million tons of food, which was the equivalent of more than 40% of all the fresh fruits and vegetables consumed in the United States. Although the government's promotion of victory gardens ended with the war, a renaissance movement has sprouted up in recent years in support of self-sufficiency and eating seasonally to improve health through local organic farming and sustainable agriculture. This is a piece that, that was written um, on, a, on a great history blog, and I pulled it off because, to me, the Victory Garden shows us if you think outside of the box, if you take what you have available to it and push the limits, take it to that next place, you can create something amazing. Sincera por las dudas del tiempo Que aprendo y miento Si digo que no lo siento Quisiera ser de otra manera De otra manera Y de otra manera Ando más fuera que dentro Ando más fuera que dentro, ando más fuera que dentro Y aunque adentro afuera entiendo quién soy en lo que veo Hi, it's Norma. My inspiration for growing my own food started in an intro to horticulture class at UCLA. On the last day of class, we all had to do presentations about any particular garden topic. Well, a woman named Alice Infanti went up toward the end of the class and gave a most inspiring talk about growing food on our own properties. She showed gorgeous pictures of food growing in the front yard of properties with glorious colors that awoke my soul. I was on the edge of my seat the whole talk. I walked her to her car after class and thanked her for the amazing vision of what I could learn to do in my own home and perhaps teach others to do down the road. Follow your heart and soul. Learn to visualize growing food everywhere on your property, and soon enough, more people will be doing the same. Marcho ara cas para prendre el següent pas. Gràcies per estar en el camí de preguntar com es fa això de preguntar. Me'n vaig amb el dol i l'alegria d'entendre que no es pot tenir tot. Escollies un dol preuat i l'alegria el següent pas perdo 
El cavall guanya abans i guanyo el que perdré després I així vaig aprenent la dansa del dubte ballant amb la claredat 20 million victory gardens 8 million tons of food Is that, is that rad? Is that outrageous? We can do this, people. We can overturn the apple cart of poison and conventional farming that we have been beholden to. Why? Because it's no bueno. No bueno. I said, why? Because it is no bueno. No bueno. I know it's winter, and you guys are probably thinking, this guy has had way too much coffee. Not true. It's the fact that it's 2020, and I want us all to take our health, our wealth, our minds, our hearts, our souls back from the chemical and synthetic lie that has been perpetuated on us. It's an illusion, folks. Let's change the channel. Could somebody pass me the clicker, please? I want us to look out the window at at our yard. You're not home? No problem. Look out that window through your mind. You see that garden in bloom. Is it what you want? Are those beds tired? Is it an inviting space? Here's your chance to change it without ever lifting a finger. You see those new raised beds out there? Aren't they beautiful? I see them. We're about to build our brand new raised beds this weekend. We've been talking about this for a year. We've been planning them. We've walked the space. We've looked at, we've, it's been in my mind so many times. And now we're actually going to go ahead and build them this next weekend. The visualization helped. It helped us to go, that's where they should be. This is what we're going to grow. This is the space we have. What, how does it fit architecturally here? Is there a flow to it? Is Fury, the, the wonder dog, going to freak out when he goes over on that side of the yard and sees these new beds now? We are so excited because now it's our reality. It's right around the corner. And we're not just sitting on the couch eating bonbons. You want to let those artichokes keep growing out in your front yard after they've flowered? Let them. Do you see them in between your white roses and the lavender? I do. Oh, the HOA doesn't like that? Well, the HOA doesn't have much vision, do they? Because it's beautiful. Find what makes your heart sing. Find what's going to keep you in the garden. Find what's going to make you grab your friends when they come over and say, Hey, get out of here. I want to show you something. It's infectious. Is there a fruit that you love? That if you close your eyes, you can smell it. You can taste it. Well, go ahead and look out that window again, that window that's in your mind. Do you see yourself harvesting it? I do. 
Let yourself experience what it is that you want. This is the perfect exercise for January, gardeners. See your garden. Create your garden. Do what you can do to get it ready now. If that means you visualize and then you go through your magazines or you go online and you, and you pick the seeds out that you want or you look at different types of plants or maybe you pick up the book I talk about all the time about Shakespeare and you read the book and you get inspired about something that inspires you. Like that story of the Victory Gardens. Take a look at them. Look at some of the stuff on Victory Gardens that they've got on YouTube and other places and see what those guys did. Take a look around. See what's happening. Get yourself inspired. Get pumped up because in a second, spring is going to be here. Then you get to grow. And when you get to grow, you grow. You can do this, everybody. Let your mind wander. No limitations. Nothing holding you back. I hate being held back, don't you? I hate when people tell me, oh, you can't do this, or oh, you can't do that. Really? For me, where I am today, that only inspires me to go further, to push the envelope. Visualize what you want because it's yours. This is life, and you know what, guys? Let's live it. The garden, your garden, can be the ultimate reflection of who you are and what you love and what you believe in. Visualize it. That concludes this episode of the Healthy Garden Podcast. Please post your questions on the Healthy Garden Podcast pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us next week to learn more about how you can free yourself from the chemical and synthetic trap that's been set to keep you from growing a true, organic, and healthy garden. Until then, happy and healthy gardening.